it is the final breaking point split the show from the books. The show is called Game of Thrones, and that is the focus, and that is going to be the finale of Season 8. The books are a song of ice and fire. It starts with a prologue with that, and that's the focus of the books. I think that's a clear dividing point you have to go with. Love it. I like that quote. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> You are listening to a podcast of ice and fire, episode number 243 for the week of April 28th, 2019. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. And right now we're talking about Game of Thrones. As always, this is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. Are we going to have any guests this season, or is it just going to be us the whole time? <laughs> I think it's usually just us for show well, episodes. Maybe we'll get, uh, I don't know, do you watch Kim's Convenience, Ashley? That show? No. No, you don't? Okay, well, one of the guys on that show is a big fan, so I might uh, get him on after the season. Oh, for a, like, the show wrap-up? Yeah, something like that. Nice. I like it. We should do a wrap-up episode. I think that would be interesting, yeah. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe nobody even listens to this podcast anymore. I have no idea. <laughs> Ashley, I think you got a bit of news before we jump into our episode discussion. What what happened to you this weekend? So this weekend I was at Ice and Fire Con and in Ohio, and it was incredible. We, of course, broke our records of attendance again. And um, this is the first time that, we've, that um, we had the con while Game of Thrones is airing. So we basically had the con last a whole nother night and like at least a third of the people in attendance stayed that extra night, even though the con ended Sunday morning, pretty much. And we just watched, we, we still had the big um, ballroom. And so we just had a big viewing party altogether. So I watched that episode with a hundred other fans. I had my camera out. I filmed all the reactions. There is nothing more incredible than hearing every time something awesome happens, just the entire crowd just cheer and scream. There was like hooting and hollering. And then of course, it's like, shut up, shut up. You know, like whenever the video took that. <laughs> really dark, quiet scenes and like the, ooh, and it, like, oh, it was such an incredible experience. I'll never forget it. That's the way, you know, to watch a show like that. You, you know, Ice and Fire Con's like a family now. Like everyone is, it's such a, we've renamed it Nice and Crier Con because everyone there is nice. And then we get emotional and cry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, like just watching it with that kind of a community that, you know, and then talking about it all afterwards and bitching about different things. I mean, it was, it's great. That's awesome. So, yeah. That so I'll like get it was that. Fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to get that uh, reaction video up without getting a copyright strike. <laughs> okay. Did you have a video of the screen as well as the audience? Yeah. Just... It wasn't a very clear video of the screen. So I'm like, well, maybe if I just like flip the image, I don't know. Or maybe I'll just stick a, put a sticker on top of where the Yeah, video... exactly. You can put it in post. You could just put a uh, Aria smiling face or Night yeah. King smiling face over the screen the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll figure something out because I think that's, you know, I wasn't the only one filming, but I think it really is. Uh, you know, people would get a kick out of seeing what it would be like to watch it with just like, you know, fans that are crazy enough to get on a flight to go to a convention just for Game of Thrones. So I would love to yeah. see that. So I hope yeah. you uh, figure out a way to get it up there without getting copyright strike. 
that sounds awesome. That's very cool. That's a great experience. And the con itself was a delightful weekend. Yeah, the, the con was amazing. Uh, I think we should definitely just do a show dedicated to it. Maybe get some people on that were also in attendance. Uh, I don't want to, you know, take up a show episode based on the con. So we'll we'll do something separate for that. There's so many more podcasters that attend now. So it's, it, that was really cool, too, just meeting all the other podcasters in the community. Awesome. Like that. Very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear it was such a success. And, yeah, it's... And, and that's why it sounds like I don't have much of a voice anymore, too much <laughs> screaming. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. I'm glad that it's 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 uh, growing and uh, uh, becoming nice and crier con. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, Amin, you got anything or, or are you uh, raring to talk about this? <clears throat> well, I guess so. I mean, I, I couldn't make it to Ice and Fire Con this year. It's just too far of a trip for me but since i was staying in canada i went to calgary expo which is basically calgary's comic-con and it's pretty good it's one of the big ones in canada and my first time going there since it always overlaps with uh ice and fire con and it was a really it was a good convention i enjoyed going and that's where i met for the people that do watch kim's convenience in canada uh mr lee who plays appa and andrew fong who plays kimchi and then mr lee uh appa is a big fan of game of thrones so we got to actually interview him and get a clip Uh, doing that, uh, even though our, our, we cover Game of Thrones, but we, we could do interview requests. <laughs> so we end up <laughs> interviewing him, and it's pretty cool. And he may potentially come on a future episode, which will be nice. It's cool. Nice. That's I, I dig it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, cool. I don't I don't have anything to talk about. So let's uh, dive into this. I think we're going to be talking about episode three, season eight, episode three. It's either called The Battle for Winterfell or The Long Night. I'm not entirely sure. HBO is really trying to cover up these titles and make it difficult to find out this year. But uh, it's one of those titles, and I think we're going to start off with our lemon cake ratings. Uh, Ashley, you want to go first? or? Um, well, okay. Well, I keep changing my mind. <laughs> After the episode, I was going to give it like a 4.9 because just that viewing experience was so great. And at this point, I know it's just fan fiction, so I'm not getting pissed off about anything anymore. <laughs> but, but then afterwards, I was like, yeah, there is a lot of stuff I can nitpick, though. So I don't, I'll give it a 4.5 because it, it was, you know, really hyped to watch with a group of people. It was fun. And again, I don't think any of that's going to happen. So it's all right. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Amin? This one was difficult for me to rate, but if I view it objectively, I have to give it three out of five because it is a good episode. It's it's a battle episode. It's enjoyable to watch. I didn't like the ending, but there's there's only so much I can detract from this episode where maybe it's more of a symptom of season eight as a whole, the decision they've decided to go with, which we'll get into, who is the ultimate bad guy. So uh, there were some problems I have it, but, but it's mostly the end point that uh, bothers me. Okay. Wow. Um, from the email you uh, gave us when we were organizing what night we were going to record this, I thought it was well, going to be a lot lower than that. It would have been to be fair, <laughs> I, I could rip this thing apart. Like, yeah. I, like if we were to go like book to show comparisons, let's do yeah. and just basically things that they've put in in earlier seasons that should have a payoff. And yes. of course, this completely dropped storylines everywhere. Like you could totally rip it apart, but just for like fun, you know, watching value. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it a four out of five. I think this was a um, – what they made happen I think is really incredible. The 55 nights of shooting. Uh, I think I think I read somewhere it's the longest battle that's ever been filmed for television or film. Uh, 
that um, I'm not surprised <laughs> that was something else. Yeah, I think uh, I think what they accomplished is amazing. Was it perfect? No, not at all. And there are lots of things that I thought I was like, okay, this is a little. Mm, but um, I think overall. I think that I watched it twice, and the first time I watched it, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, all right, I, I'm on board. I'm on board with this. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, didn't you do a recap episode uh, on another show? I think I saw yes, I was. Uh, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be invited onto Collider. Collider's uh, um, Throne Talk, I believe, is the name of their show. Um, last night, so that was a lot of fun. With uh, Dennis Zhang from the old Think Hero days and John Rocha and Haley, uh, yeah, that was a that was a good one. Um, we were on last night. We had seventeen thousand live viewers, mm. and uh, it was a good experience. Good times being with them. So yeah, if you want to see my right after <laughs> right after the episode <laughs> opinions, uh, go over to Collider Video and check out the video from uh, this past Sunday. Yeah, send me a link. I'll put it up with the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Will do. Yeah. Throne to- Thrones Talk. Yes. I wasn't sure if it was Talking Thrones or Thrones Talk. I think Talking Thrones is the Screen Junkies one, which I've been on. So mm. sometimes my brain gets them a little mixed <laughs> up. But Thrones Talk. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't have an outline here because this episode is kind of hard to outline it's just flowing and it's always flipping from character to character so i figured we would just freeform this and and just start from the beginning and kind of make our way through and just jump all over the place and have a good time with it um i guess we can start with uh, the calm before the battle they have that shot going around the preparation everybody's uh showing where everybody is geographically hmm. on the yeah. field on the field which is cool and I think the first big moment we see is uh, Melisandre showing up. Yeah. Which I did I not. That was, that was the first big scream of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so she shows up and she lights the Dothraki swords on fire, which gives this um, moment of like, oh, maybe this won't be so bad. We can handle this. <laughs> um <laughs> What'd you think about this? What'd you think about her lighting the swords on fire? Was it okay? Was it a non? It was super clear? cool. It really got us, you know, cheering and everything. And uh, yeah, great payoff there, Miss Melisandre. Way to go! <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, the, she had a role to play. I'm glad she was there. Like, if she hadn't been there, she would have been missing. I think with the build up to her. This, I mean, this again. This was the episode that wrapped it up. See, I thought it was going to be longer, so she had to be there. I think. Yeah, it had to be. At first, I thought it was a little convenient. Like the the just watching it, I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." But then when I thought about it, I was like, "Wait a minute, isn't that a bit convenient that now all of a sudden now she can just touch things and set them on fire?" Like they've never established that. And then somebody reminded me that Thoros would pray to set Beric's sword on fire before Beric, you know, just started doing it himself, mm-hmm. a flint in his hand or whatever the heck it is. Um. So, uh, so I guess they prepped us that red priests can light things on fire yeah i think i think that was pretty cool i mean i, I don't i don't want to nitpick the uh, the battle uh, strategy too much because it's difficult i mean they i think they struggled with something you pointed out on your recap uh, episode last that i saw was that when you're fighting the undead it's, it's difficult from a typical enemy it's not something that tires or could break right they're just a wave of things but i mean it, i just thought <laughs> using the dothraki there they might have been more effective if they had somehow used them you know, as a side force or something, they like kept them out of the battle and then went for the target of the White Walkers or something like that, right? They kind of just charged in against 
a superior force, and that was the end of them. Yeah, it was, seemed like they wasted them. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I agree. It did feel like they... They just wanted to get got, them out of the budget. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> it felt like to me they wanted to get the horses out of there. Yes. Yeah. Well, like I mean, it horse... also weakens Danny, which affects later episodes. And also, I mean, Danny then gets emotionally involved and goes there. So I can see the story reasons for doing it. It just didn't make a lot of sense. I think military yeah. wise, I don't want to nitpick every military issue of this episode. That's not my problem with it, but yep. I just make that point. Yeah, because John and Danny were supposed to chill out, wait for the Night King to reveal himself, and then yes. go after him. But Doth- Danny sees the Dothraki just get snuffed out like almost instantly. She gets emotional and she takes off, and she's like, "Fuck the plan! I'm going <laughs> to get this guy wherever he is." Um, the dead are already here. I can take them out. He'll show himself. So, yeah, the plan already starts unraveling almost immediately. Almost immediately. But, uh, yeah. But a few Dothraki ran back. A few horses. Yeah. We, did, we didn't see Ghost come back. So, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and Jorah who made it back, knows? of course, because uh, he's one of the heroes. So he made it out of this fight, at least. So then uh, the battle sprung. They run in. There's this, just this tidal wave that they run into. I couldn't make out. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Yes, this episode was way too dark. Mm. Like, yeah. The brightness. I don't think anybody could see it right unless you had, you know, OLED <laughs> or laser television or some shit <clears throat> with dark. The blackest yeah. of the blacks. I, I turned off all the lights and actually it was okay because I, I had got home late from travel. So I was watching in pitch black and actually you could see. <laughs> but I, if you had any lighting, no. Like if the light was out, yeah. like the sun yeah. wasn't completely out, which most people would have. There still would have been the sun would have been out a bit, right? Yep. <laughs> Here's what I, I I feel like I could see it pretty clearly, but you know what? We we were it was on a giant screen, right? Like normal people didn't have that, and even then, it was hard. We were all trying to fix, see, look at Jorah's eyes to see if he was like because we all thought that maybe he was dead when he was riding oh, back. When he came back. Yeah. Oh, it was kind of weird. Like the, the he kind of gave this nod, and he couldn't. He just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird look. I watched that back a few times, and I'm like, I don't. Is half his face melting? <laughs> Is he just nodding? Is this in slow-mo? I couldn't tell what was going on in that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he's not a white yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it in a very lit room, and it was hard to see. And then I went home, and I watched it in complete darkness. And it was a little better. Yeah. It's still... But here, here's... I truly believe they filmed this episode, and they were like, okay, we can turn the brightness up a little bit. But there's so much CGI. There's so many. There's an army of CGI. So either we turn the brightness up and everybody complains that the CGI isn't perfect. Or we turn the brightness down and everybody complains that they couldn't see a few things. So I think they, I think they went with the latter option. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not one of my complaints to be honest. I mean, yes, it was hard to see, but I, I think it was still still looked fine. Yeah, it's not a major complaint. I didn't think it was worth all the articles that are bitching about it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, I don't even know what happens next. What, what happens? The, um, the others start running towards them. I mean, the, the, the others don't do anything. The the others don't do jack shit. Like what's the hell (laughs) is the point of them? The couch potatoes, basically, they don't even get to fight anybody. They did. No, there is only like 13 of them. Apparently. Yeah. Um, the, the whites. Start the charge, and the unsu- man, the unsullied were badass in this episode. Yes, protect yeah, the was... street, step up, do this. They were like, they were the line of defense. Yeah, this whole episode. Um, 
but they're there. They get the brunt of the attack. Uh, Tormund's in the front. Brienne's in the front. I don't know how all our heroes in the front line survive that, but you know, yeah. we're on or, a TV or, show, I guess. Yeah. You know, one hand Jamie, like yeah. what? <laughs> really? Well, not, ju- not just the front line. I mean, they, I think you pointed that us as well. Like later on, when they're when like everyone's dead, like all the red shirts are dead, and, and they're just these are not. This is like it's not believable at a certain point, right? That they could survive what seemed like half an hour or something of being surrounded by by whites, right? Right. I, I thought that was a little far-fetched. And I, I think I said last night in the video that I think that's the biggest complaint that's going to be there is that all of our, a lot of our quote-unquote heroes seem to be the only ones left. They all seem to be backed into a corner or lying in a pile of dead people and somehow surviving for what seemed like 30 minutes, you know? Um, so... That was a little. Uh, that yeah, that is know. a symptom of because they have to survive to the latter half of the season. If if it goes, I mean, this is the, the show thing. I, I'm okay. I just don't. I don't want but, the books to go this route. I also feel like it was them. You know, like these are characters, not necessarily who would be on the front lines. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be in this put scenario. Their best people in the. You know, in the front. I mean, come on, <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they started in the front, but I mean, I mean, eventually, like they had to retreat, and then they were like on their last legs, right? They were back inside Winterfell. But I think, like they, I think I mean, if, like, if the order Jamie, of the season had been reordered, they, some of them would have died because it would have been the end of the season. Sorry, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> No, let it roll, man. Let it roll. Yeah, like okay, like Brienne, she's a warrior. Jamie, he's more at this point more of a general. I'd say, yeah. like he he should not be standing on. They should have replaced his hand with a dragon glass dagger hand. Yeah, yeah. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah. yeah. Just he could have killed. Why so not? Many yeah, why not? Right? Because once make, you have dragon glass, they haven't been watching enough anime. That's why not. Because <laughs> basically, once you have dragon glass or fire or a Valyrian steel, every hit is a one hit kill. Yeah, pretty much. That's right. If you can get get in, you can pierce them somehow. Yeah, the, I, I feel like that was kind of like how how they're justifying it is like yeah. everyone with uh, Valyrian steel is just kind of like OP as fuck, and that's how they all survived. It just seemed like everyone was just swinging their swords, and there were so many bad guys that no matter where the sword moved, it was hitting somebody. <laughs> um, which I guess is how it would be because they literally be, they literally became a tidal wave mm. over the living. Which yeah. I thought was an amazing effect. There's one part where uh, I think it cuts to Tormund, and Tormund is looking to his left at the uh, the middle section where the whites are hitting the Unsullied, and there is just a scene where it goes from like one, you know, six feet tall to all of a sudden there's just a wave of undead, like fifteen feet tall, that is just piling onto the Unsullied. It was like holy crap, um, pretty wild. Pretty wild. Yet they still held their formation. Like that was pretty impressive. Like the fact that they, I mean, they really showed their worth in this battle. Yeah, and you feel like the unsullied are pretty much the only ones who would do that too. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't see an army hold like that. Unsullied, those people. Yeah, they've been. The fear has been taken out of them by their old former masters. Oof, Jesus. Um. So uh, let's see. We got this fight. What's the next significant thing that's going on? What thing happens? I'm trying to think. Well, I guess. Uh, do we talk? I mean, uh, the fi- lighting the fire. fire yeah, like the, the line of fire there, right? Like Melisandre getting that lighted because of the. Oh, I guess well, that, that kind of overlaps with like Danny and and uh, John try to attack in the snowstorm. Storm, right. right. The, the snowstorm, I think, is the next significant thing. Which yeah. um, the night they go. Uh, John sees the others. 
Yeah. He's going to go take him out. And then, because you got to imagine if he takes out the others, that quite a bit of that army is going to go. That's right. Yeah. Um, Because the Night King didn't resurrect every single one of them. You know, or I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it has to be. I mean, even the one that we saw that that the previous season had some, right? So some of the army is going to go. I mean, that's going to be a morale blow too. I would think. Like, if the only thing, the only thing that is a morale blow is if you take out White Walkers, <laughs> the, the, the undead will just uh, die or not, right? Yeah, from exactly. That, but, yeah. So they go to try to get them, and the Night King summons a uh, snowstorm or something, which uh, I thought strategically great. I mean. Way to take make the dragons much less useful. Yeah, I thought that was good. I thought, uh... and, and we've seen him do that before. I think in Hard Home, he like summons the the snowstorm. So we have precedent of him doing that before. So I like things where they set up things previously. I hate when all of a sudden everybody's got powers that they just need at the right moment. <laughs> um, not a fan <laughs> of that type of storytelling, but uh, uh, yeah. So then. Um, so then, of course, the snowstorm's there. Davos, uh, they they call the retreat. People retreat. The Unsullied stay out there to delay them even longer because the Unsullied are fucking badass. Um, Grey Worm pulls the lever. The drawbridge like breaks and forms more, uh, uh, completes the trench. And then Davos waving his things. Snowstorm's there. Dragons can't see him. I didn't realize the dragons were supposed to light it until this moment. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, they were waving thought- him down, right? And then she could, she couldn't see. Yeah, I thought it was all soaked in oil or something, and maybe it was, but maybe it was so cold that yeah, this is also working. part of the snowstorm. They were trying storm. to shoot it with the fire arrows and stuff. It, it just it couldn't get it going. It was, yeah. So Melisandre comes out and does her fire thing again. So, uh, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was a badass moment. <laughs> yeah, it was badass. Um, and it was scary. I thought for a moment she it wasn't going to happen. I was like, ah, I know she's trying to be a hero here, but they're making it look like she might not get it. And it was supposed to be such a dark and depressing episode. I truly felt she might not have gotten that off, made made the fire happen. Yeah, this this episode was filled with tension. <laughs> yeah, I almost thought she would, like, she would die, but then ooh. that would start the fire. Like it just says she. she yeah, would I die. thought maybe <laughs> she was going to like throw herself like on the pyre, pyre or something like that. Sacrifice. Oh shit! One of the whites bites into her, and she just erupts into flames. <laughs> she, um, yep. So now we got the fire. We got the fire all around the cool, the, all around the castle, and uh, which delays. We get sort of a little bit of a lull because hmm. yeah. they have a, a, a moment's respite, and uh, yeah, Arya makes sure Sansa goes down to the crypts. I think that happened a little time before. Gives her a glass dagger. Like, get out of here. Safe crypts, the crypts that are safe, the safe ones. Yes, the safe crypts. <laughs> the safe crypts. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, um, but then eventually the others figure out that they can make, um, you know, pathways by dropping all their bodies on top of it through the fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was very insect like. I mean, the whole, I mean, the. They're overall are like insects, but the fact that they kind of cross that way too—that you like certain ones like kind of made it build a bridge. They were just like a wave of insects, basically. Against you can see that imagery of it, like an ant's army or something. Yeah, yeah. So in the background, while they're waiting, you see Danny and John just flying around, just taking out, you know, probably like a thousand every time <laughs> they they swing through. But I really wanted them to take out the people in the front row. I think well, that was you know getting too close. To their own people. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 
Uh, I just felt like, okay, these guys are starting to form a bridge. But if you take out a row of them, yeah, um, then the, then you have like, you know, a, a few seconds at least before the next wave comes up. Yeah, well, I was like wondering why 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 weren't like their archers or anything doing anything? They were just kind of watching it happen. No, I think they yeah, were that, shooting, but there's just so many. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, we get Arya saving the hound as the hound retreats into the castle. There's a white right on the hound's tail, and Arya just takes him out. I thought for a split second she was going to shoot the hound, but nope. <laughs> um, I did bring the Sand Sand fans up in the Collider video, Ashley. <laughs> Good because believe me, the Sand Sand fans were very vocal after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they both uh, survived. Our, so then, they yeah, must our Sansa fans in particular are pissed. Like myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So, um, so now we have the so the whites are coming through the fire, and we have uh, the World War Z scene where they just start piling up on top of each other to make it up the walls of the castle, and uh, and they get through. They are relentless. This is terrifying. Yeah, you're sitting there watching so- it, being like, how are how are they gonna stop them? Um, it's pretty cool, but we get this badass moment from Arya. Arya shows up with her yep, spear. It's cool to see Arya doing her thing. Yep. We figure out that that spear just comes apart, so she has two spears. Hmm. I mm-hmm. guess, sort of. I, I, I thought it, trigger. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a button. It was going to shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody in the courtyard was going to get attacked, and she was going to just point it at them and pew. <laughs> I think Take that's uh, booby trap saddle territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll like just be it. back in a second. I need some water. My- no, do you think? Do you think? So, did you? Uh, how'd you feel about Arya, Ashley, in this? Were you? Um, for the most part, I was fine. Um. Like character wise, I was fine with her. I thought that her sneaking around scene went on for way too long. Oh, do and, you? Yeah, I didn't understand even what the point of it was. Like, oh, they they could have cut out so much of that time. It was just, I don't know. I don't I don't understand why that scene was so long. Or the purpose behind, you know, dragging it out like that was. I'm back. Well, Which scene was long? <laughs> Arya's sneaking around scene. It oh. seemed to go on forever. It didn't really serve a point, you know. Like, yeah, she's trying to get past them. Okay. Kind of changed. Um, it changed it from an action movie to like one of those horror kind of movies, right? It was a, a slight detour, I think, for that. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I'm a big fan of zombie movies, so yeah. I like that. I mean, like, I didn't mind that there was a scene like that. I just thought it dragged that it went on for too long. Oh, I didn't get that impression. But um, I think uh, Amin and I both watched the uh, Benioff and Weiss kind of little segment after the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where they say, um, you know, we knew this whole episode was going to be a battle. And at some point you kind of become numb to it. So it can't just all be the battle. They need to sort of give it beats break it up a little bit like the lull after they light the fire around and i've got to assume that's why they wanted to put a uh a bit of more of a suspense type thing in the middle so it it wasn't just constant um whites eating people's faces and things like that i also felt like it helps to show that um 
this isn't easy for Arya. Like, mm-hmm. if they had just shown her come out, be a badass, and like run off, be a badass somewhere else, you'd get this impression that she can just do whatever she wants now, and nothing's ever really a challenge. But I think they really made her struggle in this episode and put in some scary moments where she might not have made it out. Um, and in fact, she wouldn't have if it weren't for a few people helping her, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think it was nice that they showed her struggle because um, she ends up being obviously the ultimate hero in the episode. We get the hound being afraid, which I think uh, I was like, what the fuck hound? But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's that's within character. He's scared of the fire. And he's also like, fuck it. We don't have a chance. What are we all doing this for? This is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, because he doesn't have a Sansa. (laughs) He he does. Her name is Arya. Arya. Apparently. (laughs) <laughs> that gets him out of it that shakes him out of it but yeah it had the battle of blackwater type uh feeling right when you also broke there a bit mm-hmm. absolutely and the battle of blackwater led to sansa's room right yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah beric is there beric sort of try beric helps to snap hound out of it by pointing out Arya struggling um and then we get them going after her um and uh, we get the hound uh, saving Arya, which apparently is the reason he got brought back so, back so many times. Well, I mean, Beric said, I mean, they both did, but Beric definitely had that last bit that they got her past, right? Because of the point. Yeah, Beric saved her. She was going to get eaten by that white, it yeah. sure seemed like. And Beric took uh, her out. So this is completely made up for the show. Yeah, yeah Beric, well, Beric's not, not yeah. alive anymore. He brought back Stoneheart. <laughs> I think this is pretty much all made up for the show. Yeah. I don't Which think any of this is happening. I mean, it's just yeah. it's the show's own ending. Great. Yeah. If this is the book's ending, I, I don't like it. So <laughs> It's not. So. <laughs> I mean, like, no one's yeah. going to convince me otherwise. It's not. Yeah. Oh, it, it's so not. I mean, yeah. once again, in that Benioff and Weiss thing yes. we watched, I mean, they go, yeah, we uh, we decided uh, three years ago that uh, Arya was going to be the one to do it. Yeah. It, it, and I was like, oh, you just... Decided. Okay. Well, glad to know that uh, you just made something up. So I'm more, even more excited to read the books. Yeah, now. I'm, I'm actually glad that they said that. Like, uh, I like that. I mean, like, this is your show. Do it. You want to do this? Fair enough. That's their, yeah. the, the route that they took. Agreed. I was happy that they said that as well. I'm watching it the whole time. I was like, they are just pulling all of the, all if, this. If, if they had that, that bullshit they did before, they're like, when George told us that Arya did this, I'd be like, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> It doesn't um, fit. It can't be though, right? Because the the books no, are not, none of it makes sense. Of a, <laughs> that was promise or Azor Ahai, and it's not Arya. It, it doesn't it doesn't fit, well, right? Even in fit. the show itself, John had more tension with the Night King building up for. There's season, no right? Lightbringer. There's no Dragon has three heads. There's no whatever the hell Baby Aegon was all about. Uh, Rhaegar's whole thing, like all that. Apparently, that was all for nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You didn't need to. Well, I mean, they all had a role to play. Fair enough, but. The killing blow went to Arya, so you'd think it would have been Danny or John or someone fitting that, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like House Kit of Undying means nothing. House of Undying means nothing. It trained well, her. Well, didn't they have like the scene where? Like, oh, not Undying. That the sorry, not that yeah. uh, the 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 Danny. Prophecy. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I was thinking of Black and House of Black and yeah. White. Pardon moi, I don't remember anything in the books anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I don't remember anything in the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, <laughs> it's all a bad dream. <laughs> um, dude, tell me. Brand's chilling by the tree. What is he doing warging into birds? What What yeah. is going on with that? I, I thought Brad would have more of a role. Like, maybe he would bring in, like, I don't know, some animals or something. Like, a, a, some live animals to fight or, or something. He just... <laughs> Or do anything. There was was a period where they they linger on Bran for a moment and he's warged. He's warged off somewhere. And then it cuts to the moment where Jon is surrounded by the newly raised undead. And I'm like, okay, they're cutting from Bran warging to Jon surrounded by undead with no chance out of there. I thought Bran was going into into, um, Rhaegal's. I thought he was. Oh. I thought he was going into Regal, and he was going to come save John. I mm. thought that's what was going to happen. Mm. And then, uh, no, ju- just Drogon and Danny show up and do the thing. <laughs> do exactly that. Which was cool, but I mean, Bran, are, are you going? That's interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that they don't know what to do with Bran. Giving him something to do, like he would have. He would have had more impact there if he. The, yeah. Basically, all of this, so he's bait. Yeah, yeah. Well, why, why, why does the Night King even give a damn about Bran? Like, that, yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> so we, they established a couple episodes that the Night King wants to kill Bran because Bran is the memory of the world. He knows everything. He is the archives of the world. So if he destroys Bran and then he kills everybody else, the world is completely black. But why does he have to do that personally? Because he's an asshole. Like he wants, he wants, he's arrogant, and because that actually fits his personality. What happens later? He wants to be the one to get the killing blow always, so he wants to do it. That's apparently. Oh, I, did, I didn't realize the Night King had that much character development. He does <laughs> because of the smirk. It actually matches because he's got the smirk. I don't. We'll, get, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. He's got the smirk. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some sort of moment between the two, and there was. There were just pointless, lingering glances. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I don't uh, know, if it was in your show, or, or it's kind of funny that they, they thought that the Night King was going to like kneel to Bran and be like, "You're going to lead me," or something like some kind of weird, yeah, twist. Yeah, that like, that came up yeah. in our discussion, and I was like, "Okay, and that's like, been all something. going according to plan," or something. <laughs> and then Bran's like, "I'm the evil one," <laughs> and then he stands up out of the wheelchair. Um, He's like, oh, nah, you all have given me your donations for nothing. I was never there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for wheeling me around, Theon. You didn't need to. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we got ahead of it. Wait, it's, it's, uh, while this is all going on, um, the Night King has shown up on the back of Viserion, and we've got dragon battles in the sky. What do you guys think about those fights? It made me really want them to do a dance of dragons. Yeah, Ooh, that, yeah. that was one of the highlights uh, and uh, one of the points where I said I, the effects of the show. That like the effects is one of the strongest parts of the show, and that showed it. Yeah, awesome. It was really cool, and I mean, if they ever had the budget, they would be great to do dance with dragons. But then, God, that would be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many dragons everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it too. Uh, I thought it was uh, it looked cool. I think I like that Regal tore out. I think it was Regal tore out uh, Viserion's like throat almost. Mm. So when we see him later in the courtyard, there's just like blue flame just coming out of his neck the whole time, mm. uh, which is badass. And then Viserion rakes Regal. I think in the chest. Can't quite tell. Once again, pretty dark, but. Uh, he rakes him, he scratches him, and then Regal and John go down, and 
Then we don't see Regal again. And so, uh, is he still alive? I hope so. I'd be real pissed if he's not. So, uh, Night King, uh, Drogon shows up, sort of takes the Night King by surprise, knock him off. He has the fall. Uh, I kind of <laughs> wanted that like classic scream. Ah! Yeah. I, I assumed he just like landed. On, like, he was able to like do like a if, little like snow thingy and like land. <laughs> like, if if, if yeah. a fall takes out the Night King, we got yeah. some problems. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> why he hates Bran because Bran can fall and not die. And <laughs> uh, he wants to learn. He wants to learn from Bran how to take a big fall. But right after this moment, we get. Uh, Tracaris. We get Daenerys hitting him with Dragonfire. Didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, it was a little early in the episode, so you're thinking, this is probably not going to work. But at the same time, maybe? Maybe it'll do something? I don't know. Didn't do shit to him. (laughs) Didn't do shit. Um, I I think I almost saw the Night King smile. Well, he did. He smirked. He he had a smirk there. Did he? From that... Um, I mean, I even said to myself that it would be kind of cool if he survived, like I said in the last episode, from Dragonfire. Although I, I thought maybe he would, like, you know, throw up his arm and kind of do, like, a counter wall of ice or something like that. He just stood there and, and didn't burn. That was a bit much for me. Except that he could survive if he had, like, done something. So I'll just imagine that he'd actually done something. The fact that he just stood there and just took fire, and then he yet he died from Valyrian Steel, which some people think is, well, it says forged in Dragonflame. It's a little odd to me that he could he would die from that, and yet he could just stand there in pure fire to burn Harrenhal. Yeah. Do you think they remember that Valyrian steel was forged in dragon flame? No. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remembered that. I had to look that up again to, to make sure. <laughs> There's lines about it, but I mean that, that it's forged in dragon flame and then has spells. But it just yeah, they can't like... even remember that the Hound knows who Sansa is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going like, to be... Who's that red oh, girl? That you something? gave it the highest lemon cake rating, too. <laughs> it was a fun episode to watch when you forget about everything that makes sense or not. Shit. So do you think the Night King knew it wasn't going to hurt him? Or do you think he sat there and was like, well, this is going to be interesting? <laughs> I think he, uh, he knew it. I mean, he didn't even try to dodge or do anything. He just stood there. So, What do you mean, is he going to try to dodge? Yeah. Did you see how big the fireball yeah. I, I, is? I, I, I thought, I mean, I, I'm not saying. Have that. you ever seen the Night King run? No. No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I just thought he would have, like, put his hand up and, you know, like, done a counter, like, you know, ice coming out or something to counter it. He just stood there and he just took, he took fire. I mean, yes, this is not the dragon that burned Harrenhal that was the biggest dragon, but like, I yeah. thought he to take some countermeasure. But the net result is, I, I think he could have survived. If he had done, he would, he would have survived, I think. So, fair enough. I like to think he didn't know either. Because, <laughs> like they said, nobody's ever tried. Yeah, and I don't think he sits there having his dragon breathe on him all the time. I think, <laughs> you know, why why test that theory, right? Yeah, uh, and there shouldn't have ever been dragons there last time around. It's been yeah. So I think he didn't know. I didn't. I think he wasn't sure what was going to happen in that moment either. And I think that's part of the reason he got a big smirk. He was like. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so that also shows that the guy has personality, right? There's something in that head, although we don't. That's like the closest we get to really understanding him because it's over. He's pure evil. I mean, I don't need emotion. I don't need. He, he likes to smirk and, he, and he, he, likes, he wants to get the kill shot. He wants to be no. It's me that gets the kill shot. I'm the only guy that if I die, everybody loses. But no, I have to go and do it. I could just sit on my back and let everyone go go in. I can't lose. <laughs> but I have to get the kill shot. And the guy in the wheelchair has to be me. I mean, like, I know, okay, I know this is completely fan fiction and whatnot, but I, I, I always, I've been, you know, like, everyone 
about how the Night King is just like evil and wants evil. I just remember that one J- um, George Martin quote where he yeah. says he does not want monolithic evil villains. So I feel like, no. Yeah, that's exactly the point. I don't think they ever developed that, right? I mean, but and also he he converts some people into White Walkers, right? But only the yeah. 13. So, like, was he going to kill everybody else or was he going to convert some people? Like, is he just making a new human race? Could that be his motivation? We're all going to be White Walkers and most of you are going to die, but some of you will be chosen <laughs> or something like that. Like, at least that gives him some kind of motivation beyond that. Yeah. I just want to wipe out everything. But he, he turned some people into White Walkers and they, 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 they died. That was a part that, that was another weak link that was odd to me. I would have thought maybe like all the whites would die, but then the White Walkers would still be around because they weren't really killed, they were just converted. So you'd end up with just the 13 guys <laughs> standing mm-hmm. there, everything else dead. Mm. Or maybe not everything else because because some of those were still raised by those guys, right? So, the, I mean, they, I think they wanted it all wrapped up in one go, but it was just a little odd. I don't think the logic will work the same in the, in, in the books. Like, no, no, because there is not. no, as far as we understand, there is no head honcho of mm. the others. It's, it's from what I understand, yeah. George based a lot of the story on the War of the Roses – and the others in them are supposed to represent the Black Plague. Hmm. It's just supposed to be this evil force. It's not supposed to be like, there's a king and he raised an army. And it's just supposed to be this evil entity that is unrelenting and you can't reason with it or do anything. You just have to fight it with the tools. Cold hands. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, you, yet if you're Craster and you, and you give your babies to it. They leave you alone. There's something. There's more a lot to more going it. on. There's something, there's something involving it. the children but, of the forest. There's a lot. Yeah, going but on. I think yeah. I think the ultimate point, and it, it is the final breaking point, split the show from the books. The show is called Game of Thrones, and that is the focus, and that is going to be the finale of season eight. The books are a song of ice and fire. It starts with the prologue with that, and that's the focus of the books. I think that's a clear dividing point you have to go with. Love it. I <laughs> like that quote. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Uh, so, um, the Night King is on his own. John's on the ground. John pursues him. Night King does his come at me, bro, and raises the dead. Man, Forgot- this, this part was just like, oh, everyone's going <laughs> to die now. Like, how yeah. are they going to, there's oh. no way that anyone's going to survive. Like, that's just, that's it. They're done. Holy shit. This was badass. That was crazy. Yeah, that was badass. Now, do you think he was, he, he, he just didn't bother to fight John, or do you think he was even... Thinking that I don't like. Do you think they would put any thought in it? Like I, I don't. Oh, know. I don't yeah. think he'd yeah. care. He doesn't want to yeah. fight John. He knows John. He's no. He knows John skilled. We don't know that the Night King is a good swordsman or anything. Mm-hmm. He's a good he javelin be, thrower, though. He, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, the Night King might be the worst fighter ever. Like we have no idea. Though. He's got super. He has super strength. But 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 it, it shows that maybe he didn't want to even risk it, right? Like, or, yeah, why would why would you want to risk it? It makes really no sense. You know, I, I got I got the more the arrogant feelings. Like, yeah. really, You're not worth just my time. here, yeah. deal deal with this. <laughs> yeah, don't waste my time. Yeah. I'm I'm more powerful than you. I can raise the dead. Um, so we got to talk about a couple deaths that get raised for earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Ed Dolores Ed. Yep, they had to kill someone named yeah, so they. <laughs> Ed's dead, baby. Uh, he yeah, saves yeah. Sam. You're never supposed to save somebody because then you die. Chopper, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed's dead. He comes back. And then we have, let's talk about this. This is a bit divisive. So, so I've seen on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Leanna Mormont. <laughs> Thoughts? I, I thought when the club hit her, if that had been it, wow, that's that's brave there to just take her out with the club <laughs> hit. 
Like, if that's just, like, club hit dead Lana, and then maybe she comes back because of white. That would, but then the whole, like, yeah, like, charge scene, like, no. She just got hit by a giant club, and, and she got this little, like, tiny thing changed. Oh, no. This is. Lana had the last of my patience with her left last episode, okay? Like, I was just, like, fuming every time I saw her. I was just, like, there's no fucking way they're gonna let a little child walk around and, what, bark orders? Think people are listening to her, really? That she's some sort of battle commander. Well, oh, people sorry. didn't listen to Joffrey, <laughs> right? Oh, Joffrey, Joffrey, Joffrey had people that that would kill people basically if they didn't fall. Like he, Joffrey he, had he the king's guard around him telling. Oh man! Well, I'm going to go completely against you guys and thought this was pure fun. Um, I, mean, there, uh, the I, I thought this was so much it, fun. But... I thought it was completely. Uh, fan service, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> you know, I can't get over the fact that Lyanna was left out on the battlefield, allowed to be there. No, well, I, she I, wasn't. I she was inside the castle. Sense. She was never outside. She was no, inside I'm, the whole well, You know what I mean. Like, she didn't run down to the crypts. Apparently, you know, being the... No, because she's like, fuck, no, house. I'm not doing that. No, and I, we, we got that last episode. The they can't force her in the crypts. She's got enough authority to prevent that. With her own men, like I, I can accept that she's there. I just don't accept that she she took a giant club to the head and went yo, and then suddenly she was moving <laughs> around. I thought she would be a smudge on the wall. Like, see, uh, I thought he just kind of like bumped her as he was running <laughs> past her. Like she was so insignificant. He just sort of like he was kind of swinging his club while he was running. Boom! Yeah, hit her. The, the, ah. the cool part. It actually felt a bit. Actually, or maybe you call as well. Did you see? It was a bit Attack on Titan. The way he was kind of like pulling her in. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I thought he was going to, like, eat her, her or something. Get yeah. Yeah. to reach around and stab him in the back of the neck. Um. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the effect, the visual effect was cool. I don't have as much of a problem with her as Ashley, but I don't, I don't like her as much as... I'm, I'm in the middle there, but I just... Yeah, it was a bit much for me. Whatever. It's not... It, it, this, is, this kind of thing is not the thing that detracted the episode from me. Yeah. It's, just, it's just something. I've just been seething about her all season, so I'm just, like, <laughs> over it. Well, and that thing with Benioff and Weiss, they were like, yeah, she was supposed to be a one-scene character, but then yeah, we got this actress, and uh, we just hey, couldn't let her go. Hey, she's better than Ollie. Is she not? <laughs> better than Ollie. Better than Roz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay, so um, Leanna Mormont comes back. Ed mm-hmm. comes back. We get the dead raised, and then the crypts come alive. Let's head down to the crypts yeah. for a minute here. Um, <sighs> maybe you can got... clarify it for me, too, because I, I, I thought they were coming out of, like, they were Stark people, basically, right? But is that the case, or did people were they burying in from outside? Is that still determined? No, the, I I think those were all the dead Stark. Yeah, cri- like I don't think anybody was like burrowing in through the the walls or anything. Yeah. I, I, I the lid was too heavy, as we said. The lid was too heavy, right? That's what, that's what I said. So I think came. Yeah, but the, the side. but the stone was yeah. brittle after yeah, that's years. Right. So they of... punched out of the side. So so it was. I mean, it would it would be more interesting if it was Starks, right? Basically, ancestor Starks there. Running around and killing everybody. I was terrified. And I think I've mentioned this before. I was so terrified that they were going to have like headless Ned and headless <laughs> Rob running around chasing Sansa. Ah! And I was like, oh, this is going to be hokey. But they didn't, they didn't introduce, they just had it like dead people. And it wasn't like, that's my aunt killing my, my family over there yeah. or anything like that. So they I'm glad. To- they- Bring people I would have liked to see Stannis or Littlefinger or something. Like if their bodies were somehow still around, that would be maybe a cool cameo. But yeah, we didn't see undead Hodor. (laughs) Well, there is a theory that um, Littlefinger's not dead. 
There was, there, is there a theory about that that he that he left or something? The theory that he left and who died was actually a faceless man that he had hired uh, to sort of take his place uh, once he realized he was up Sheets Creek. You know, after I think, I think I saw that. I think while that while that might make things more interesting, I don't think it's can faceless man take the face of someone who's still living. Yes, we it got that. They can got that in the House of Black and White when yeah. um, Jack and Hagar takes the poison, kills himself. And then Arya turns around and Jake and Hagar is there and she proceeds to pull off the Jake and Hagar mask from the person who drank the poison. And then, oh. all, and then I think she also sees her own face as she's pulling those off. I think. I can't quite remember. But um, yes, we have seen someone die and then the living person Could, with the... could he just have left though? Like It wasn't like he was on a lock and arrest. He could have just left Winterfell, which I said he should have done a long time ago. Yet he just no, no, because part of it was... Uh, um, I mean, the, the whole theory is out there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to it. it could, because most specifically, there's two scenes in season seven, I believe. One where it's a lingering shot of Baelish talking to a girl that we have never seen in yes. Winterfell, who does not look like a northerner. She has blonde hair and stuff. And he talks to her and there's a line he says, and I can't remember what it is, but they've been able to decipher what he said. And then at the end of it, he gives her a, a coin. It looks very much wow. like it could be a Bravos coin. And then, huh. so there's that scene, and then we never see her again until there's a scene where Baelish and Sansa are walking through the courtyard in Winterfell, and Sansa's rambling off some important information, I guess. And Baelish is not paying attention, and he's looking around all over the courtyard. He's looking, and then all of a sudden, um, he walks past a blonde girl who looks very much like the girl he was talking to in the courtyard, and he sort of gives kind of like a nod, forehead rub thing as he walks by her. Um, and a lot of people think this woman was a faceless man. He paid her. She took his place. Uh, and then she was the one that died. And uh, Baelish got the hell out of Dodge once, Bran re- once he realized Bran knew everything. And he wasn't going to be able to fool them. And there's also a point where he asks Sansa, like, what would you want the most? And she's like, you dead or something. And he's like, okay, I'll huh. give that to you. Um, and so he leaves and has his death happen and stuff. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm still not on board, but I'll say this. If it is true, I think it could be good. Because at least gives Littlefinger a better ending than what he got. Yeah. yeah. I think it might be something that maybe the books do... Um, cause they also showed in this YouTube video, a lot of George R. uh, George's interviews and stuff. And he makes some interesting statements about, um, huh. Peter Baelish. Interesting. <laughs> and okay. obviously this, this video is edited really well where you're like, holy shit, I'm on board. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they take a lot of things out of context and whatnot, but, yeah. um, yeah, it's something I don't think they'll pay off in the show. Mm-hmm. But I think it might be something they knew about. George had told them, so they started to introduce it, and then they were like, "Yeah, well, yeah, no, no." <laughs> Get their up. options open, maybe like they could have pursued possible. it if they, if they wanted. I mean, I, it's got to be better than what happened. Like, like what happened with, with, with so. Baelish. Honestly, I, I, you know, anything could have like anything, I, yeah. and I'd be on well, board. The thing with Baelish too is like part of the reason I, why I thought he was okay. Let's kill him. He's getting killed off. Is okay. It's going to be the Night King. Yet, if Cersei is going to be in, involved now as the ultimate evil, then why not Baelish be around? Like he's still in that whole Game of Thrones thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> it's also an interview where they're interviewing Nikolai Costa Walder and they're like, yeah, so, uh, so Littlefinger's uh, dead. And he kind of goes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess he's not on the show anymore. <laughs> and now this is just this is an actor you know who probably got off a 20-hour flight he's been up forever he's only read some of the script so you can't take that you got to take that with a grain of salt but it was kind of like oh shit <laughs> he, it sounds like he can't talk about whether or not Littlefinger's still around well we'll find out in, uh, within three weeks right yeah <laughs> so, true yeah. um so sorry about that derailment oh, i totally just got off for yeah. um uh, where were we? Uh, the Crips. The Crips. Talk about Sansa and Tyrion. I, I like their little reunion. I liked that comment about uh, you were the best husband I had. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess uh, I think Ashley's probably mad because apparently Sansa's considering everyone for a romance except for Sandor. Right? It's like... <laughs> I'm pissed off because they haven't a bloody clue what Sansa's character is supposed to be and how, or how to use her. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Battle of Blackwater never happened. She didn't learn anything about being sieged in. Now she's just Cersei. Freaking yeah, I, I did get vibes of that scene from season two where Cersei brought everybody into the room to just wait and die. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely had uh, some vibes of that going on in this scene, which I think is a reason why her she her and Tyrion sort of have that moment. And they're like, you know what? We're down here. Let's. Let's actually do something. Let's not just sit back here and cower. Let's let's go out and so maybe try to so save some people. It, it or something. seemed like they were about to move. <laughs> so did they go out to fight? Said. Well, I th- well, I think they went out and they found like Varys and Missandei and um, Shireen number two. And uh, it seemed like they were going to go over there and they were going to try to help. Like, all right, group. Okay, we've got an opening. Let's go this way. But they didn't have enough time because hmm. it got resolved, I guess, mm. around that point. But it seemed like they were going to try to take the lead and and help where they could. It sure seemed like it to me. Mm. Um, yeah, but I like seeing well, the two he... of them together. Mm. What? Sorry, Ashley, I cut you off. I, I didn't get the impression that that's what they were doing at all. I just okay. got them as... Not having anything to do, they were talking about going out back onto the thing, and it's like, well, that's actually really pointless. <laughs> I mean, Sansa in the Battle of Blackwater was like, you know, comforting the people. She was trying to keep mm-hmm. them calm. She was acting yes. like a leader. She was rallying them to keep their spirits up. She was doing everything Cersei was not, and that's what she learned. And in this scene, she did jack shit. <laughs> well, I would say if it was good writing, they're they're showing that she's becoming Cersei in a, in a way. But I but I don't I don't even I won't even give them that. They probably just didn't. They just messed up. Like uh, this. Probably, you think they they intentionally made her try to mirror Cersei? I think that they were just like okay, the they love Tyrion in the show. They absolutely love him, so they had to have some sort of reconcilement because Tyrion can never be anything negative and everyone has to love them. Miss yeah. Sandy sure was pretty negative to him. Mm. Well, she, she was mad at the uh, Sansa, really. Sansa. Yeah. Oh, same. yeah. And, sorry. Yeah. I have a, mm, strong feelings. <laughs> Let it out. Let it flow. Let the hate flow. <laughs> um. Well, they've, they've just missed Sansa's character constantly. She is, you know, she, her character is about, her her strength 
and, you know, in being caring Mm -hmm. and how her compassion is her strength and how while Arya has the fighting ability, Sansa has the compassion and how that becomes a strength as a leader. Dig it, Mm. dig it. Um, and also, it's stupid that they would put them down in the crypts with a bunch of dead people and not even give them any guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, everybody and every single article I saw that was Game of Thrones related on my feed this past week was all about the crypts and how it was a terrible idea. And I was like, you know what? They got a lot on their minds. Maybe they just didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the fact that they were in the crypts and, and they were bottled in kind of made the episode have to resolve it. Like, because uh, uh, otherwise, like, how, how could it have been that if they lost and then they escaped? They, there was no escape route. And so they wouldn't have killed everybody. Then they, that wouldn't have made sense either, like that every single person died. So it kind of had to be resolved this episode. The hmm. fact that no one ever brought up the fact, like, hey, maybe the dead people in the crypts will come alive, or should we not consider that as a possibility? Like, that's just, that's bad writing because yeah. every single person of us is like, no, <laughs> dead people. Yeah, or and just at least have some everyone in the show. In case yeah, some anyone, around, yeah. right? Like maybe some undead. Like even if me. even if they were thinking, okay, well, they, maybe the crypts will come alive. We'll have, but they're, 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 you're still safer down there with you know when they're you know boxed in or whatever. Yeah. But you know, just in case, maybe a couple of uh, guards. You know, we'll give them a couple of weapons. Yeah. Well, they there can't be that many. There can't be that many bodies. Just put Ellen Payne in there. <laughs> yeah and also like a lot of people were thinking like oh is sansa gonna kill herself is that what's going on there i'm not even i'm not even sure what that scene was supposed oh, to mean if she was trying like what if she was getting ready to fight or getting ready to stab herself like she's so ready a lot to of, fight of course yeah, well, she was. It, was it wasn't clear to a lot of people what well they're crazy <laughs> <laughs> of course she was getting ready to no, fight she's not gonna kill herself because i mean this is this is the un- army of the dead. They're just going to kill you. They're not going to like torture you or put you like in a horrible situation later, like Cersei might. Right? There's no reason mm-hmm. to have killed themselves like she wanted to kill. Cersei didn't want to get caught by Stannis. Uh, apparently, I heard. Uh, I I didn't watch the after the, the episode thing, but someone said that uh, they mentioned that they had a scene where she did stab a white, and it got cut oh. or something. Oh, I don't remember hearing that. So I don't. I don't know. I didn't watch it myself. Mm. But. All right, where are we at now in the... the um, so, uh, I mean, what comes to mind is we've got Arya. Uh, um, well, well, Beric, she saves Beric. Beric saves Arya. Arya, excuse me, Beric saves Arya. Then Beric dies. And that was his mission, to save Arya. But now, but now they're in a room. The Hound, dead Beric, Arya, and Melisandre just happens to be there as well. And it seems like Arya is kind of defeated in this scene until Melisandre gives her a bit of a pep talk. At least this is the impression I got where um, Melisandre reminds her, you know, you're here to kill green eyes, brown eyes, and blue eyes. And what do we say to the God of death? That what do we say was, to- oh man. <laughs> the cheer that, that went up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was badass, And I think that was, yeah. That was just as significant as anything else. Mel- Melisandre did what? This is like the third big thing she did in this episode. She lit the fire once, she lit the fire twice, and then she got Arya out of her rut and into. Then I'm she lit take- Arya's fire. Yeah, exactly. Yes, thank you. Because <laughs> Arya immediately goes, Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's a back door to this room. I'm out of here. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I thought was kind of dumb. I'm like, if there was another way, wouldn't the hound just go out that door too? Well, I think he was, you know, buying her time. That was the idea. Like oh, they were going to hold, hold off. <laughs> Maybe. I was okay. expecting the hound to go down into the crypts. That's what I thought was going to happen, but yeah, you know. that'd be cool. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so um, that happens. Um, uh, Theon, let's talk about Theon. Holy shit! I, I love hate you Theon. for making me like Theon. No, <laughs> why do this I like how him? It's supposed to be. <laughs> I've told you, I've been a Theon fan for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm now worried that George is going to make me like him too. Yeah, you're damn straight. <laughs> That's what George does, though, right? He makes you like characters you don't think you would. You would. I used to like Cersei, and then I kind of stopped after Feast, and I found out she was batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Theon and his men are doing their best, like Legolas impression, and they're yeah. just firing arrow after arrow. And holy shit, they're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing. Pretty yeah. good. They took out of a lot. They took a lot of them out, um, and then Theon ends up being the last line of defense between Bran and the Night King. Which, like I said in that video I did last night, never in a million years, if you had asked me what the last line of defense yeah. <laughs> against the Night King would be, I would have never said Theon. Um, what do you guys think about this moment with him and him throughout this episode? Really. <sighs> tragedy porn i mean like uh from a, like i don't understand like uh, i don't see george doing it that way like it oh, doesn't make sense I mean, for him to just dramatically run to his death like that and like it makes no sense oh, he would have died just jump out right afterwards that makes <laughs> sense but yeah, it was a good television yeah i mean he died defending bran i think that's the point to take away from it right and and yeah. uh, it was redeemed yeah and I think this is – we get that moment beforehand where Bran says, you're a good man and you're – Yeah, that, and, and that and crushed everybody. Yeah. And I think after that, Theon's like, it ain't going to get better than this. This is what I needed. I needed that, That like, thank you. I needed that from Bran who he destroyed, you know. And um, I think at that, he's just like, all right, here we go. Yeah. I've, I've, done, I've done what I could do. So – Oh, but then they kind of had him lingering there for a minute, like looking around. And I was like, is he dead? Yeah. I was like, is he going to come back? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For a second, I thought it. And then I'm like, no, no, they can't do that. That's crazy. Well, I meant like rise as a white. Yeah, right. That would have been pretty brutal. Oof. If he just suddenly resurrected there. Shit. Um, Yeah, so we get him. Uh, that leads into well, actually, I guess at the same time we have Daenerys outside, who Drogon got covered in whites and had to fly off, which was awesome. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I was, was legit worried. I'm like, don't, don't you dare kill yeah, off all the like dragons and the queen. Uh, you know when they were got attacked in the dragon pit type scenario, yeah. we had all those people on him. That was pretty epic. And then, oh yeah, Danny's left out in the danger now. Yeah. yeah. But at the last minute, we have Jorah show up, and Jorah fights to the very end. Mm. How did you guys feel about Jorah's death and this moment? Oh, well, I figured he was going to die. Um, 
I mean, well, no, you know, we, we were going to die, so whatever. Well, we were, okay, before the episode started, we were taking bets on the first named character to die, and it was either going to, and it seemed like their consensus was either Grey Worm or Jorah. Yeah. Turned out to be Gren, so we all lost. But, uh. Gren, Ed. Oh, Ed, sorry. Yeah, yeah Gren's already dead. That's a dead, dead, Gren's dead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gren was out uh, there probably, and then he—he he, he may have been the first one to die. He was shot. Uh, he was run over by Dothraki. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts about Jorah's death? Yeah, I thought it was pretty epic. I mean, he wanted to serve Danny, and he and he died defending her. That's good, and and he was expendable. He's one of the characters that that I think I saw somewhere online. They said, I mean, his arc is finished, so they killed him off, which is good. Um, but the thing was, the show used to kill off people that had unfinished arcs. And they're not even killing some people who have finished arcs. Like Brienne, for example, could have died as well. Not that she's she's a knight, but she's around. Yeah. Still. Um, I love this. I don't think there's a better way they could have ended Jorah. Um, I think defending, being alone, defending the woman that he loves to the yeah. to the very end, I thought was uh, was poignant, uh, beautiful. I really enjoyed it. This. And the Theon th- scene were my two most emotional scenes in this episode, um, and uh, I really like that this is uh, what they, how they end, how they ended his story. I thought it was beautiful, meaningful. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so that's going on, and then uh, let's talk about what you hate. While this is all happening, after the undead rise, we keep cutting back to inside Winterfell, where Sam. Brienne, Podrick, Jamie, Jamie, Grey Worm. We're all fighting a million soldiers. And they were surviving. They were making it when no one else around was alive. It's Avengers Age of Ultron, except they don't have superpowers, so you can't you can't do that. <laughs> they <laughs> apparently do. Um I don't know how Sam made I really don't know how Sam. The others I'm like, okay, they yeah, were I thought fighting. Sam was totally dead. It was just lying down. Yeah. Literally, if anybody fell next to him, he would just stab them. Um <laughs> Somehow he made it out. I don't. I think. I guess. I don't know. Definitely. Answer, basically, like he and he had a role to play later. And it's just too much. There should have been yeah. should have been more deaths. I have to say, yeah. when I when I watched it the second time, I didn't get the feeling they showed them um, doing that as much as I got when I first watched it. When I first watched it, I'm like, they're still there. They're still alive. <laughs> they're still. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, oh, okay, they only showed them like once or twice. So I was. My brain was exaggerating a bit, I think, the first mm-hmm. time I watched it. But still, yeah, little kind of, eh, our heroes have to survive. So <laughs> I couldn't believe Grey Worm survived, yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Like, he had, like, death legs flying up everywhere, left, right, and center. Like, let's no, go back to North Worm, together, and I, I love you, and all this stuff. The Night King, it's only Cersei that could get him killed. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what's going to happen, so. Cersei's going to kill Grey Worm. So it's only against Cersei. Like the, she is the ultimate evil. That okay, Grey Worm is going to die. That's that's that's. I mean, it, it just too many people survived. But that that is only a symptom of the issue of that they dealt with Night King first. Because if it's yeah. other way around, then they could have died. Yeah. Well, he I, he hit he. I got emotional a bit with him because he just kept looking back at his army, being yeah. like, "There goes everyone," and. <laughs> uh, Okay, well, I'll sacrifice more people to bring out Miss uh, Melisandre. And uh, okay, what else? Like he was always, 
there goes my troops, but yeah. got to do this. I got to do this. Oh, that was rough. Uh, yeah, so that's all happening. And then I guess uh, John is trying to chase the Night King through, but the dragon's in the courtyard. He can't get to it. Um, so the Night King arrives in the the uh, the uh, Godswood. And the others finally show up and still do absolutely nothing, but make a, <laughs> but make a sexy entrance. Um, and Bran still does absolutely nothing. Bran does nothing. <laughs> nothing. He does nothing. <laughs> at, at least he like came back. Like at least he unwarged and yeah. came back. Yeah. You know. Because well, as useful as that warden yeah. was, could have brought some ravens in to do something. I don't know, like rush like, in. Maybe, maybe like, the ravens saw something, and he could have passed on a message to other people, and yeah. had so, it so, useful. Like what? Yeah. What was even the point? There wasn't one. I, I feel like bait. at the very beginning of the episode, when we have that kind of camera passing from character to character, we have Theon wheeling Bran through the courtyard, and we have Tyrion. And they give each other a look. And I gotta believe that in the conversation they had in last week's episode by the fireside that we are not privy to, mm-hmm. that he told them some information. <clears throat> and I think there's a hint when he passes by and they give each other sort of this look. And then I think Bran was off I think he was doing something. And I don't know what it is. I can't I can't figure it out. But I think he was off doing something during this whole time that's going to set up or it's going to help with the coming battle. And I don't know what that so is. So you think the Ravens were actually doing something like maybe sending messages or something? Yeah, I mean, awesome. they, they very well could have. I think they mentioned on your recap show that they did it as well, but I mean, that doesn't help with the current battle. Yes, maybe Bran is, would do that anyway for the other battle, but can you just wait an hour? Well, I think <laughs> Bran saw that um, he didn't need to be part of this. Or he... Okay, it's, it's he's being. I mean, didn't he really say he doesn't even know if there's an after? Like, you think he should focus everything he, on this issue? Did he say that? I don't know. Yeah, don't when know. he talked to Jamie, right? He was like, "How do you know there's an after?" Oh, well, maybe he just can't tell people that he yeah. knows that they win, because then they'll do something differently. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so maybe he's going off and he's arranging for the Merlings to come and attack King's Land. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe he was prepping something for the next battle that is time sensitive and needed to get the ball rolling. I don't know. I have no idea. I got. I hope I, so. I, I really do because that. otherwise it's just like what eh, the fuck. Like, is, is Cersei coming to attack the North? Like unless Cersei is initiating an attack on them, they could have waited. I got it. Well, maybe not. Maybe it couldn't have waited. We'll maybe. Maybe he went off, warged into some elephants to bring him over to fight Cersei because he knows Cersei gets distracted by elephants. That's right. Okay. Could could uh, have used some elephants in that battle at the Winterfell. So the Night King shows up. Mammoth. Theon dies. Night King goes over to kill Bran. And Arya. How big of a crazy moment was this at the viewing, Ashley? Everyone started shouting, not today, not today, <laughs> not today. And it like lasted minutes. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was an incredible experience. Like, uh-huh. I, I hope you guys all watch this video because it, you know, it like everyone like on the message board afterwards, like in the con Facebook page is talking about how, you know, like that one experience watching the show together is something they will never forget. And it was like, 
like the highlight of the con, even though it wasn't like technically a part of the con, right? Okay, mm. that's awesome. Did, was it like a when she jumps? Was it like a oh yeah? And then he grabs her neck. Was it like a oh no? <laughs> <laughs> and then she drops the knife, and they were like oh yeah. <laughs> Well, she came out and everyone was kind of screaming. And I think the screaming just continued <laughs> until, like, it, the scene was, you know, so quick quick enough, you know, the, the stab, the second yeah. stab that, you know, I ca- carried over. So there wasn't uh, really a lull in the screaming. Okay. Okay. Oof. So we have uh, Aria Ahai, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, yep. She was carrying Dawn? <laughs> I don't know. So this is not at all what's going to happen in the books. No. Yeah. As, as long as you accept that, then then it's good because you separate the two and say, okay, this is. But I mean, it, it, I guess it's the ultimate thing to George is: Do you really want this to be the ending to your series? Jesus, you're on the you're on the crack the whip George train, <laughs> huh? But because for the legacy, I think like you do. Otherwise, this this view of the Night King and this this whole thing will be the ending, right? That that'll be what people. Remember, unless he finishes. No, I mean Brandon Sanderson will come along and finish them. (laughs) All right, that was a wheel of wheel of time reference. Yeah, Um, it is a wheel. But did he? Did did, I? I didn't read those. Did he do a good job for for wheel of time? Or far as I understand, I don't know. I didn't get into that series, but uh, um, I'm concerned about George's legacy, right? I mean, like I I don't like when if he doesn't finish it. Then he doesn't get to put his mark on the end mark of his legacy, right? It's then just David and Dan's watered down version of it. So, yeah, but we're gonna get the book, so it's all yeah. good. Well, winds of winter, maybe this year, right? Yeah, like uh, a lot of people theorize that the book is done and ready to come out. He's just waiting for the show to be done. I think he's done, and I think he's waiting for the show to be done so that he can continue writing. Because I think he's getting so much hate and bullshit that he's like, you know what? I don't even want to look at this because y'all assholes. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to put that to the side. And when the hoopla dies down, I'll go back to it when uh, it's it's. Uh, well, putting it aside, I think we discussed it earlier. It's not necessarily a bad thing if you have a writer's block. If you, if you do something and come back to it, that might jog something. You might get out of it it's not a matter of time really it's writers no i I don't think it's a writer's block thing it's i think it's a y'all assholes and i don't give a shit so (laughs) i think it's a middle finger to all the people who are like but were they all assholes back to like 2008 or something though like i think he's having issues predating the people that went to an extreme right well the fervor of the 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 fandom and the vile of the fandom that is unfortunately so often pops up these days in fandoms um i think got larger and larger as the show continued on and if all you're doing is receiving hate mail and hey you're gonna die right quicker yeah i'm not gonna want to look at those pages i'm not even gonna want to think about it because every time you think about it all you got is these people's voices in your head going you're fat you're gonna die like no i don't want to look at that so if he just went i'll put that aside and when this hoopla dies down i'll go back to it like, I don't blame him at all if that's what he did. Now, I, I have no idea if that's what he did. I'm just making that up, you know, but I could see that, and I don't blame him at all. No, I mean, I, I mean, I've said it before. If he, if, he, if, he, if he says, I don't want to finish the series and I want to do something else, well, far enough. We, we are not owed an ending to the series. Yeah. I'm only concerned about his legacy because it is, it's his magnum openness that oh, he gets put I think he's on. gonna. I think he's going to yeah. complete the series. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I, I think I think it's fair to say. I mean, uh, you can never truly die. I mean, that's a, a psychologist is not supposed to di- diagnose people from distance, right? 
but I mean, there has to be some kind of writer's block and some issue that that has, has stopped, like has, that has caused problems. And you, writer's block is not solved by like, oh, sit down and write for hours. That doesn't solve it. Like it, it can be that you stop writing for a year, do something else, write some other thing, and then come back, and then it's gone. It's not just a matter of hours in a day. I think I think there's something that is. I mean, and, and it could just be as simple. I mean, the writer's block could be going to that. It's really hard to finish these books at a high level quality. That uh, like there's so much going on, and then you don't want to put a lower level quality book out. So then you end up in in this kind of like stuck stage. So. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I can't we'll wait. To, I, it, this the way. Um, the way that these episodes are playing out here in the final season, and especially watching that thing with Benioff and Weiss, mm. um, is making me more and more excited for the books than <laughs> I, I thought I was going to get a bit bummed out and feel a bit spoiled and stuff. But I'm actually feeling the opposite. I'm like, yeah. this shit's crazy. I can't wait to see what the original really? creator yeah. has yeah. in mind for all this stuff because because. Because it's going in different directions, and who knows what little tidbits here and there will be the same. But there are some things that Benioff and Weiss are obviously, and they're admitting it, are just pulling out of their ass. Um, Like, oh, we like this actress, so we gave her this big part. And we decided a couple years ago that Arya was going to be the one who killed the Night King. Well, you just decided? Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Even the Dragon Frame survival thing, they, they pretty much said that was their own thing, right? They didn't say that, oh, George told us this. They just said, well, there's no knowledge one way or another, so we can do it this way, right? That, yeah. It's all their decision, independent. Yep. So. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't want these characters to die, so we kept them alive. It's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but do you think that th- they intentionally, and it's their choice, switched the order of Cersei and the Night King? Like, I, I, feel, I feel like Cersei I... will be wrapped up first, then Night King. I agree. Hmm. I agree. I think it's going to be switched in the books, ultimately. Yep. Okay. I think that that we're probably um, gonna have to fight the others sooner than later. But I think it's not gonna be wrapped up in a single battle. I think it's gonna bleed down into the south. Yeah. I think. I mean, it, you, there's a vision of the trident stuff happening. Even even the show had like snow coming to King's Landing. Yeah, that's an, that's another thing I gotta bitch about. This, these winters are supposed to be super bad and everything, and it looks like March to me. Just, just, just a little nitpick. Uh, you're Canadian, that, actually. Like that we, we have, I mean, we just had a blizzard uh, the, the past weekend in a lot of the countries. So yeah, yeah. You, you were just in Calgary. You know what snow yeah. looks like. It was a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. was during, during the expo, there was a blizzard. There's all these people going around in skimpy cosplay, and there's this massive <laughs> blizzard, and they're like snowed in, and it was, it was crazy. <laughs> this is just a nitpick. I realize they're not going to be able to film in like two feet of snow with horses and whatnot. But I'm just you know saying that's winter. You know, I'd take it over what I consider well, winter. The blizzard was off by a day. It would have been perfect if the blizzard was on Sunday night. Then it would fit the <laughs> show perfectly. <laughs> oh, man. So any other thoughts, comments about Arya being the one that takes them out? That's nah, their fanfic. Let them do what they want. That's right. Uh, they can do what they want. <laughs> of course they can do what they want. Any feelings about it? Well, Did I'll, I'll say this. I will I like it. was a badass moment. It was cool to watch. Some people say that, I mean, uh, uh, the, the Arya is a Mary Sue. That's not the case because she's earned her abilities. Like, yeah, I don't think they know what Mary Sue is. That's right. Mary Sue is someone who hasn't earned their abilities, right? They just yeah. not, that's She Star spent Wars. two seasons training. <laughs> we had to sit yeah. with her for two seasons getting beat up by this other yeah. girl. So, she's certainly flawed. Yeah. We have Melisandre. Stepping out into the dawn, mm. 
And I thought Davos was going to run up and shank her. Um, But she takes off her her glamour necklace. She turns old. Hmm. And she turns to dust? I got the impression that she used up all of her magic power and, like, Hmm. you know, that was it. Well, I never got the impression that her magic power was keeping her body together. Well, she's pretty old. Yeah. Her time was, I mean, if, if she was preserved for this reason of this battle, then she's done as well. Um, I thought she would have died being the battle itself, but the same, I mean, she did her role and then she died at the end of it. So. Yeah. She didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Nope. Agreed. She had her moment of redemption, um, very pivotal uh, to the battle. And, uh, man, she doesn't know what she's doing. I think Stannis is the prince that was promised. I think John's the prince that was promised. Oh, now I know it's Arya. So all over the place. But anywho, that's what happened. And that was this episode. Anything else before we wrap up? We've been going a little long here. so Just um, John's, uh, like, what the heck was John doing in the last bit? Like, he just kind of just, like, stood there and and was going to test his Targaryen theory. Or something like oh, that was yeah. I, I didn't get. The, I thought that was pretty dumb that he's just like fuck it. Let me stand up and yell at this dragon. I <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought he was gonna like do some sort of you know stab under the neck thing or something, and then nothing happened. Yeah, I they just directed it that way so that it'd be this oh no moment yeah. before they all die, like but it, it didn't make yeah. sense. It, it was only it was it, exactly it, it was so that he would be saved the last second by Arya's strike. Like it, it would resolve a lot of those just last minute. This is going to happen. Oh no! Stopped. Yeah, uh, I did love the moment after Jorah dies when Drogon lands and sort of yeah, cuddles, cuddles around him. And uh, predictions? What are we thinking? What's, what happens now? Their army has been decimated. Well, I mean, like, I, I've never been more pissed at Cersei. Because you think people in the <laughs> South are going to believe any of this shit? Like, uh, I, it's going to be frustrating. Will. It's going to be so will. frustrating that they had to deal with I the think. Night King and possibly the end of the Earth. And now they got to go deal with Cersei. I think they will believe it because... This is this is not a world of picks or it didn't happen. You learn things and you believe things and you make up your own minds and decisions based on word of mouth. And I think we'll find out next episode that there were there are a bit more survivors than we saw. Um, I still think they're going to have something there. And I think enough word will get out and spread that this happened and that John and Daenerys led the charge against them. Um, and I think that's sort of going to turn people's um, opinions uh, towards John and yeah. Danny if they do end up my, taking them. My thought is that, um, okay, so they show Last Hearth, and that's kind of like directly up from Winterfell, right? Pretty well. I like, it's like northeast. Yeah, yeah, so it's close to where their direct path. So I'm thinking like a lot of the northern houses probably didn't actually send their men and – um, you know, like are wary of this Targaryen girl and all this shit. So if the Night's King and all of them just kind of made a straight kind of path down towards Winterfell, then maybe these other places in the north still have their men, yeah. and they're gonna—they'll believe this shit. And th- then all the entire North rallies and comes in. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Okay. The, the key point is, Danny's lost a lot of her power. Yeah. Uh, on, I mean, in terms of army, now she's still got Drogon at least. So she's still got at least one dragon, uh, but she is now more dependent on the north 
to support. Oh, and I think I heard someone say that Royce is still alive. So there's probably a lot of Vale people still. Was he was he in the battle even? Oh, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I did not but... see a lot of Vale knights. So I assume that the Vale army just went back home or is around. Like the... no, I remember seeing a flag for the Vale. Yes. Yep. Yeah, there was at least some there, but there wasn't. They weren't that prominent though, right? Like they are a large right, force. It, I mean, did they, did it, they it, even it, show it that there are veiled knights that can then tell other veiled knights and they'll believe them? Is what I'm getting Ooh. at. Yes, I mean, even people so, in theory, people saw that that white in King's Landing. I'm sure some people, uh, some guardsmen, must have seen, like you know, spread the word. But I think ultimately, you're kind of looking at the issue of like convincing people that I don't even know exist. Like, who are they going to try to convince? It's really so. What's on one side? Cersei's Lannister army and Golden Company. And then what? The rest of the world are they with Cersei? No, like if they even exist. Like what's Dorne? It's not with Cersei if it exists. What's Riverlands? <laughs> it's not with Cersei if it exists. It's Tully. Dorne so. was just the Martells. They were yeah. the only people who lived there, and they killed themselves. So like, <laughs> to get revenge on themselves. Are they trying to co- yeah, convince Dorne. some like neutral party? I mean, Euron is with Cersei, so we got this hokey Euron as one of the ultimate bad guys. But it, it's it's like who are they trying to convince? It's just going to be a fight between the remaining armies. I don't know. I don't know. We we shall find out. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think that's it. Obviously, episode three, Battle of Winterfell, or the Long Night, or whatever you want to call it, is uh, not perfect. And there were lots of, I think it's going to be some divisive stuff going on. So, yeah. So, awesome. That's our chat about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. You make sure to follow along with us at a podcast device and fire on Twitter and Facebook and join the forums, keep the chat going. And we will be next. We will be next week. We will be back next week to talk about episode four until then. See you next time. Yeah. Have a good night. It was fun to, hash that out a little bit of therapy yeah it was good to to put it all out there absolutely i agree i mean like and this weekend i heard some really great theories going on around uh have you heard the one where you know well i'm sure a lot of people suspected already that dawn is very likely the sort of the um or sort of the morning is likely dawn what you mean from like last time around yeah Yeah. could be right um, they need and the uh, the idea was that it used to actually be the Stark sword, like that that it was the original ice. Interesting. Wait, Anyways, it was I... a really cool theory, and nice. awesome. I want to look into it but more. It, it makes you wonder, like, how did they fight him off the first time? Books and and also in the show. In the show, how did they fight them off the first time? Like, it was the same yeah. guy. Like, they didn't kill him, so did they kill? Like, what did they do to? Because it was a first time. Like, it, it's referenced. There's the paintings and all of that. So what did they do? The, the last time the Night King not fight, and then he they killed one of his commanders or something. The Night King's not in it. He's not in the books. Yeah, but I mean, in the show, how do, how within the show lore did they fight him off the first time? Like it, well, I guess we're gonna find out in, in the, the prequel prequel series. prequel series called Age of Heroes <laughs> that ends with the Long Night. So um, I think we're gonna have a really depressing ending to the Age of Heroes show. <laughs> Do they realize the Age of the Heroes was supposed to be like over a thousand years ago? Do they realize how much of civilization changes in that time? It changes in real life, but does it change in Westeros, though? Like, yeah, I guess not. To some degree, but not, I don't know. It just, I don't know, it just seems like a poor... 
well, they, timing they choice. They, they, could, they could have done Dance of Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because... It's, it's, or the Hedge Knight. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have chosen that one. I would have, or even just Nymeria's Journey, because you could do all Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. The, the founding of Westeros. Anything they want. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The death of Valeria. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm going to head out. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good evening, y'all. Right. Talk good to you night. next week. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Recently, we were contacted by BBC News in the UK uh, if one of us was available to interview just before the season started about Game of Thrones. It didn't fit our uh, schedule due to the time difference, but Bina over at Vassals of Kingsgrave was able to appear and... uh, the audio from her interview there, which we're going to put at the end of the episode here. Now then, are you a believer in dragons and white walkers? Is Cersei Lannister the most evil woman in Westeros, or is she just misunderstood? And does this theme tune mean anything to you? So if you're a fan of the fantasy TV series Game of Thrones, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. If not, you've probably at least heard of it. All uh, forms of social media today, uh, Game of Thrones is trending. I'm told there have been more than a million tweets on the show in the past 12 hours alone. And it's all because the final eighth series has begun. And uh, over the past 10 years or so, this show has become uh, massive. It's got a huge fan base. And uh, to discuss all of this, Bina is with us. She's a co-host of Vassals of Kingsgrave, a podcast that focuses on the books that the TV series is based on. Bina, thanks for coming in. First of all, no spoilers, Okay, This is really crucial. We don't want to know what happens next. Um, But can you give us a sense of how this fantasy series about dragons and half-dead people has captured the world's imagination? Why? It's been wonderful because I think fantasy has often been very popular but under the surface. Lord of the Rings, one of the most popular books of all time. But having a prime time beautifully produced TV show has brought it out of the closet and brought millions of new fans to the genre. I mean, just for for people that uh, aren't familiar with it, it's extremely bloodthirsty. There's a lot of really excruciating violence and sexual violence and and, uh, it's very bloodthirsty, which has shocked lots of people. um, And yet it hasn't dimmed the enthusiasm for it. No, and I think that the TV show is definitely more bloodthirsty than the books, although the mission of the author was to bring a sort of a realism about what war really means for people and also women to the fantasy genre. And I think that resonates in a time that's quite divisive and where people want something a bit more sophisticated from their fantasy TV. Well, and some of the characters are very complex, aren't they? And you sort of love them one minute, hate them the next. Lots of people are tinged with, you know, murderous, evil intent. And you mentioned the number of uh, powerful, strong women characters. Is that uh, something that is new for this genre? I think having that level of nuance to them and the volume of strong women and queens effectively in the show is new. And the idea that there aren't um, good guys or bad guys, good women or bad women, but people who are making very complex moral decisions. So even Cersei Lannister is a quote unquote bad woman is in some ways very understandable. 
You've read the books so far. Of course, they're not all written, are they? Because there's the TV finishing before the books somehow. Absolutely. So this is incredibly unprecedented to have a major fantasy series finish after the TV show. One wonders how the author feels about having his work, in a sense, completed for many millions on TV. So it's rather a bittersweet moment for the book fans. And has he been involved in the making of the TV series? He has, especially in the earlier seasons. He's now, quote-unquote, in a closet trying to sort of write the final books to please all the book fans, but we'll see. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? You talk about fans, but some people are completely fanatical about this, almost obsessed with Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, some people might say there's a danger of, of that crossing into reality in some way or of people taking this too far. What's your view? I think there's always been super fans, but the rise of the social media and the internet forums has made it easier for people around the world to connect. So an example is our podcast where on any episode you could have a person from Pakistan, Australia, New York, London talking about the same show, which is a glorious thing. Yes, and it's just started off the last, the eighth series. We know it ends and it's probably not going to end that well for everyone. There's going to be a lot of deaths this season, we think. They've culled a lot of people in the prior two seasons to hone in on the final few, so hopefully most people will be left standing. All right, well, we didn't give anything away. Uh, Bina, thank you very much for coming in. That's it for this edition of World Update. We're back tomorrow. Join us if you can. Listener.